It's all screwed up out there, man. But you don't need me to tell you that. You already know. Welcome to Deep Americana. Hi, I'm Ray Carney. I'll be interviewing Josh Probst Sr. about creating reality tunnels for oneself and the value of trying to do nothing. So Josh, what is you what's your view of the like coronavirus situation? A complicated question. Yeah. Um, I guess more than anything else, it, it's kind of reflective of uh, the world we live in, which is by nature chaotic. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's um, to me, the, the uncertainty of it is, is the crux of the whole thing. It's, uh, let me ask you this. So have, have you seen um, where, where China or South Korea is tracking people by, I think it's called contact tracing, by their phones? And if you go into an area or you go, are you, I don't even think they can track you interacting so much as it is if you are in a vicinity of someone for more than five minutes or something of that nature, that you'll get a text or something that you've been around an infected person. How do you feel about, like, that type of, uh, I, I guess that is called contact tracing, is what they're trying to do with that, I think. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> map for 
run, I would suspect that a lot of people will will probably, uh, there, well, let's just say that there will be unintended consequences from, from as there always are, from what are passed off as well-meaning, well-intended uh, moves like this and by any state, any government. Yeah, I, I was going like to say. Yeah, no, it's the you exact know, same thing. Laid down for the Patriot Act because oh, we need this uh, security, security, and um, it, here we are. Yeah, the, uh, and that that particular thing you mentioned dictates our lives today. Um, even though, in my view, it doesn't need to be dictating our lives today. So, well, I try to imagine Fauci's reality tunnel. Uh-huh. As an epidemiologist, and what his utopia looks like, <laughs> where everyone wears masks all the time and nobody ever touches, and and every every virus is tracked everywhere it goes, and and, and you know he believes his bullshit, right? Just like most other people do, right? And he's in a position right now to push that shit, so. That's okay. Do what thou wilt. Shall be the whole of the law. And, you know, I think if you want to take ownership of your life, you have to you have to kind of step into those shoes. Right. I think everybody should probably do be doing quite a bit of that at this point. Um so so are you staying pretty healthy, Josh? How, how is your health doing? Relatively speaking, yes. You know, every day that I wake up with, with a pulse and a breath, I consider it a win. Um, right. It, it's all perspective, really. Um, I'm, I just celebrated my 63rd birthday. Um, if you go back just over the last 250 years, that puts me at the top of the curve. Like I've lived, you know, 
majority of Americans were dying before they reached that age. So, you know, it was like I said, everybody's paying in, but nobody's taking anything. And that changed over time. So, you know, I feel great. Uh, you know, I'm, well, good. I'm alive. Uh, I don't have any symptoms that aren't uh, a direct uh, reflection of my own somewhat hedonistic lifestyle over the, you know, yeah. six plus decades. That's, so, that's know, an achievement in itself. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. So, let's, uh, I, I want to talk about something I, I, I kind of, I, see, I see how you feel about it. So, Josh, in, in uh, your, your, your view, um, why would you help another person out? How does that make you feel help, to help somebody? I think it's... Uh, On the other hand... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, sometimes we may convince ourselves that, that we're helping when we're not. And, and that's due, in my I, mind anyway, to the fact that we are a, a multicultural uh, society, which means we don't always necessarily share the same values. So sometimes when we believe we're helping because, you know, you give somebody 20 bucks or, you know, maybe it helps and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does make you feel better because you think you're doing something good. But in fact, uh, there once again are unintended consequences to your act. But so I think um, mindful intent when interacting with others, especially um, if if you're seeing yourself in some way as 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 the advantaged and the other as the disadvantaged, uh, maybe that perspective is in itself a plot to begin with. I think in, in many ways it's, it's arrogant for me to think that I know what's best for somebody else, especially uh, if I haven't even asked them, which is kind of the way uh, central planning works. 
Yeah, that's it's. Uh, I think a lot of times under the guise of help, you know, a lot of really bad stuff has has been done, such as giving Native Americans smallpox infected blankets. You know, and it is. I, I think it is the mindfulness. I think it goes back to if you feed a man a fish, you know, he'll live for a day. You show him how to fish, you know, he'll be able to survive. Something to that effect, I guess. So, so uh, Josh, what are you doing to pass your, your time? How are you occupying your time? Oh, the same way I really was prior to this uh, quarantine, uh, which is doing as little as possible. It sounds like a plan. I, I think there's, there's, I'm finding more and more value in, in trying to do nothing. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, when versus meaningless road activities just to kill the time. Uh, sometimes doing as little as possible uh, opens one up to uh, just a different perspective. Because what needs to be done, you know, at every at any given moment, uh, we need to eat every few days. Most of us do that a lot more often. But right. you know, we need to stay hydrated, and we we shit and piss and move around a little bit so we don't get stiff. But uh, everything else is is just. Uh, Yeah, it's just a want. It's it's gaming, you know. It's uh, I spend a, a great deal of time uh, just observing the world through different screens and different filters and different you know uh, different reality tunnels to try to broaden my own. Uh, and there sure is a lot of stuff out there that sounds. Quite highly unlikely to me, but it still falls within the realm of possibility. So uh, there's room for it, you know, off in the corner somewhere. I don't, I don't entirely, absolutely dismiss, you know, anything 100 um, percent. Even the flat earthers, they could be right. I don't think they are. I haven't seen anything that makes me believe that they, that they really, but it, it's like any other belief system, it's got its, it's, got its magic hole, uh, uh, like any religion, where, whereas they have a Satan called NASA that is, you know, any, any time you question the faith, well, that's, that's just one of NASA's tricks that, that has fooled you into believing that, that the Earth is a sphere and all this other stuff, you know, and, you know, and NASA is the omnipotent evil in the whole thing, just just like the devil right. in in some religions, you know, or Satan or whatever, what have you. So, you know, if you have that, you can you can believe whatever you want. Uh, and confirmation bias has shown us that that nowadays you can you can find whatever you want to build your own reality tunnel out of you know steel and brick and mortar and make it you know as as real as as you want it to be and 
need to believe are going to do that. And as a result, what we're getting is, is completely mutually exclusive reality tunnels inhabiting, you know, the, the, the thought sphere, uh, and the conclusions that most people who live in these dogmatic worlds is that everybody else is crazy except me, you know, or my, and my, my, my group, you know, and that's a, that's, a place that I hope we can move beyond. Right. Because and psychedelics help for some people. They they do. Let me let me add. Let me blow those walls away and and to humble oneself enough to say, hey. I've been looking at everything I can for, you know, as long as I can remember. And I'll be 100% honest with you right now, right? I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, but I strongly suspect that the people who say they do are the stupidest ones and less, their their opinions are, are less valuable than, than the than those who say, I really don't know, but here's here's a handful of possibilities to consider. Right. And I, I think that's now, the best. Now, if I a handful of possibilities, Flat Earth won't be in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Unless we get to, no, this isn't weird enough for me yet. Give me something else. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, what, what do I know? Maybe, maybe reptilians. Yeah, I don't right. know. I don't think so. Well, I don't think reptilians, but there are people who can all but prove it and believe it to an absolute place, you know? And, and that's what really matters is how strongly somebody believes something because that's what that's what they act upon. Well, in the long run. Josh, check, check this idea out. Um, I'm with you on, on everything there. Do you think we're, I think a lot of, I feel like a lot of what you're talking about becomes very much manifest destiny and almost not, and almost self-prophecy through this stuff. But I, I've been wondering for a long time, you know, um, kind of if our, uh, our apocalyptic fantasies and, and crazy realities that are constructed through media every types of media, if our focus on that type of reality has not brought us to this, you know, in, in different ways. Um, because there are so many people that, that focus on, on those types of things. Um, I don't know. Do you think we've manifested this through, through like just everybody focusing on bad ideas? <laughs> Right.
So, uh, 
people who are stuck in a, in a particular very static idea of what the universe should be uh, and, and can't adapt to the idea that it's always changing but still there, then, then that's a really frightening concept that everything's always dying, you know. But you yeah. know, things are also, you know, rising from the rotting shit of the decaying corpses, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's a process. It's always going on. And, then if that freaks people out, we should definitely not tell them that time is not linear, because that would really fuck them up. <laughs> well, I'm not out to fuck people up. I know. You know, I know. The, the, it, it, everything happens in its own time. You right, know? Right, right. I, I used to think that chaos needed help, you know, that I, but obviously it doesn't. You know, and I'll, what I need to do is, is for myself, is learn how to better, better breathe and dance and and love in the rubble. You know, as as some things continue to collapse. You know, and how to recognize the rubble as as the building blocks of tomorrow. And because I mean, it's a process and. Death is a part of that process. Oh, yeah. And we've, I think Americans and, and Western civilization has has kind of put this this wall between us and death and, and separated us from it in in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a spiritual way such that we, we don't embrace the inevitability of it and, and the fact that it's that it's a, an integral part of existence itself you know uh, it's like we go we have to go back to binary reptilian logic that life good death bad you know <laughs> it's not and I'm not saying you know I, I don't want to start a death cult or anything although <laughs> I think this would be a real good time for it if I was if I was more of a capitalist, but right, it it, it could be there. There's there's good money in death, and, I, and a lot of people do know that. But really, the money is is in the fear and and in the separation and in the, uh, a ritual that that you know a little too much uh, of a good psychedelic will will give you a new perspective on, or at least in my case, that's where it's been, where uh, I love my life, but I'm more attached to the moment-to-moment -moment quality of it than longevity because uncertainty. I could stroke out any second, you know, anything could happen to me at any moment. You just don't know. You just don't know. You know, I, I kind of count myself as fortunate in the sense that I was exposed enough to untimely death at an early enough age that I recognized that as something that happens. And though you can never completely prepare for it when it does happen, especially to, to close people, that 
it's a reality that one cannot really uh, avoid. You know, death happens. And I kind of think that in my lifetime, it, it hasn't happened as maybe even as often as it should to keep us aware of how real it was, that, that we're coming out of a period where it, it's, it's been easier to stay alive for a larger percentage of the Earth's population than it ever has been before. And we've come to have no choice in our heads but to take that for granted. And that especially here in, in America where, you know, we okay. take everything for granted. Yes, we do. And yes, we do. Well, Josh, I think we've uh, I think we've done a really good interview here, man. This concludes my interview with Josh Probst. Thank you. Have a have a good evening. Have a serene sleep. <laughs> <laughs>